Welcome to Raising the Bar, the one and only podcast that centers the lives and experiences of women of color while discussing legal issues and policies. We aim to inform, educate, and provide concrete tools to empower, expand, and raise the bar for our communities and ourselves. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Hey y'all, I know you didn't expect to hear from me so soon, but I wanted to take this opportunity to jump back on really quickly and do a quick episode just to explain the shutdown. A lot of people have asked me to explain, you know, just why some agencies are funded, why others aren't, even for the ones that are shut down, you know, they still have employees who are, you know, getting paid and working, not getting paid. So today is going to be a quick episode just to explain the shutdown. Um, you know, real quick, let's do some housekeeping. My name is Iman. I am your host for Raising the Bar because this is Raising the Bar with Iman. Our website is www.rtbpodcast.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at One RTB Podcast. Um, I'm not going to do an affirmation today because this is a quickie, but I will say this uh, for all of you know, just for the country, not just, you know, the, the workers, definitely for the workers that are impacted and are working and not getting paid or, you know, not able to work and not getting paid. Definitely keep your head up. Um, this too shall pass. I have faith that we don't know when, but just like everything, it will come to an end eventually. Um, yeah, keep your head up, man. Um, I'm going to try not to I'm going to try to take the politics out of it and just explain some things. So I probably will be just a little bit more reserved today just because it's just a lot. And I think adding other stuff to it would just muck it all up, muck it all up. But at the end, I do want to talk about two agencies in particular. And those two agencies are the IRS and the USDA. Um, I do want to talk about those because I know a lot of people are interested in just the IRS and, you know, getting their tax refunds. We are in tax refund season. Well, it hasn't officially started yet. So I do want to talk about how the shutdown will can or will eventually impact that. And I wanted to talk about um, USDA, um, and particularly SNAP. That's one of the things, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or otherwise known as food stamps. I did want to talk about that as well. But just to begin... The federal government is actually funded um, by um, funding these um, omnibus uh, appropriations. And what I mean by that is there are 12 appropriations bills generally. And if all 12 are funded, that means that the government is fully funded for a particular fiscal year, right? Because in order for the government to spend money, there has to be a law passed saying, you know, you are allowed to spend money, right? And so we're not going to get into that per se, but I did want to start with there are 12 appropriations bills. Now, the reason why this is not a full and complete shutdown, so much of 2013, the reason why this shutdown is not a full shutdown is because five of the 12 appropriations bills already passed. So on September 21st, uh, three of them were signed into law, and those three were Energy and Water Department, um, legislative branch, you know, they signed, they made sure that they had a, um, a budget and then, um, the military construction veterans and related affairs, right? 
That was on the 21st. On September 28th, they signed in two more appropriations bills, which would be labor, HHS, and education. Uh, and that sees kind of the Department of Education, HHS, and other labor and other agencies. And then the defense, which oversees funding for military, intelligence community, and national defense-related agencies. So those are the five that have been signed into law, and those are the five that, you know, those, if your agency is under that appropriations bills, you're fully functional. And I also want to say that of those five, so it's defense, labor, health, and human services and education, military construction and veterans affairs, energy and water, and legislation, legislative branch, those five make up 75% of total discretionary spending. So most of the money that would have been allocated or would have been budgeted has already been budgeted. So what left, what's the remaining? So remember I said there were 12 in the beginning. So five have been passed. The seven remaining is what, is what we're dealing with now, right? And those seven appropriations bills, I'll go over those. You have agriculture, commerce, justice, and science, financial services, homeland security, interior environment, state foreign operations, and then transportation and HUD. So those are the seven that have not passed or have not become law, have not passed. And, and so therefore, those agencies had to shut down. Now, when I say shut down, a lot of people may think that, you know, they shut down and that agency does nothing or the people that work for that agency does nothing. That's actually not the truth. So the way it goes is there is this law called the Anti-Deficiency Act, and the ADA restricts government agencies from conducting business during a lapse of appropriation. What the ADA also says is certain functions may be continued if, you know, if, if they haven't passed appropriations bills or continuing resolutions. And there are certain criteria to determine whether or not those functions will continue in the event of a lapse of appropriation. So this is where it gets sticky, right? So in the event that, you know, your agency hasn't been funded, there's still certain functions that are supposed to, you know, keep going. And those functions fall into five basic categories. The functions that can continue to go in the event of a lapse of appropriation is if, if, if there's a continued source of funding. And what I mean by that is there are many different ways in which agencies receive their funding. Most agencies receive their funding through what, what we call annual appropriations, uh, whereas other agencies, they may have uh, different funding which will allow them to continue even though a lapse of government. So and we'll talk about um, that's what it means when someone is exempt as opposed to accepted. And this, and this is why it's so f confusing because it's like so many different things. So uh, like I was saying, the ADA says that the government is not supposed to operate, um, you know, given a lapse of funding. However, they gave five buckets that, you know, these have to continue, right? So the first one is if they have a continuing source of funding. The second one is if that function is expressly authorized by Congress. Uh, 
The third is if it's necessary, if that function is necessary to prevent an imminent and significant threat to human life or protection of property. The fourth is those that are necessary for the discharge of the president's constitutional duties. And the fifth is activities necessary for a short period of time in order to ensure an orderly shutdown of operations. So those are the five. And so what happens is for those, so for those agencies that were not funded as of a certain date, they had to make plans. Each agency had to develop a plan. And the plan would basically say, these are the individuals or people that will be furloughed. These are the people that would be furloughed and they will not be able to work and they will not get paid. These are the people in which will be exempt from furlough. And so exempt from furlough means that these are the people that are not funded by appropriations um, and they can continue to work through shutdown. They will still get paid um, because we have the money and we're allowed to use this money to pay them at the time. Right. But then there's a third bucket. The third bucket is these are the people that accept that are accepted from shutdown. And what that means is these are the individuals who will not get paid, but they have to work because their function or whatever service they do or their job is essential to the government. So they need to continue to work. So let's go through that again. We have people who are furloughed. Those people are not working and not getting paid. You have people that are working and getting paid because for whatever reason, their funding allows them to continue to get paid, right? It's not that annual appropriations funding that hasn't been passed yet. They're being funded through some other stream or mechanism. And usually that's user fees or, or things like that. And then the third one is you're working. We still need you to continue to work, but you can't get paid at this time. And those are called, they fall into the accepted category. So I hope that <laughs> makes a little bit of sense. What I'm going to do is, is, is break down an agency's contingencies plan to, 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 so that you can have an idea of um, how this plays out in real life. I will say that this probably, the reason why um, shutdowns impact agencies so differently is because they they have a varying mix of like furloughed, accepted, and exempted employees. And based on the mission of the agency, frankly, that the mission, also the funding streams, that determines whether or not an agency will have a lot of people that will be impacted by it. Similar to USDA, they have a lot of people in commerce, they have a lot of people that are not deemed essential or I'll say accepted or not that that doesn't fall in that accepted category, um, and and they don't they don't have many different funding streams, so most of the agency is shut down. Uh, so that's the reason why. And who determines that? Leadership agency leadership will sit down and they have to determine whether or not a job a person's job functions falls under certain categories or whether or not however that office or that job is funded, whether or not that falls under a certain category. And that just determines, you know, what happens during a shutdown. So um, I did tell you I was going to focus on two um, agencies in particular. And those two agencies, I'm picking up IRS that falls under the, is a bureau under the Treasury Department, and USDA. So the IRS um, has about 79,000, well, based on their contingency plan, they have 79,000 people 
um, $79,868. So that's just to say 80,000, right? You have 80,000 people as of November 10th, 2018. And on their contingency plan, it says, you know, out of those 80,000 people, roughly 10,000 of them, um, and so I'll say about 12.5% of their workforce are either accepted or exempt. And remember, accepted is you're funded through annual appropriations, but you're accepted from furlough because your work meets it, your work is under those categories and you have to continue to work. Exempt is you're not affected because you're not funded through annual appropriations, right? So they have about 10,000 accepted and accepted and exempt employees. So right now, because IRS has not, you know, their funding bill hasn't passed, the IRS has about 12%, 12.5% of their workforce that's continuing to work, right? Now, I know recently, you know, we all know tax time is coming up, and I know there was a big thing, and I always said this. I said, when tax time rolls around and they realize that they're not going to get their refunds as quick or they're not going to be able to start tax season, you know, there's going to be a problem, right? And so in, um, in the IRS's contingency plan, it specifically states that there's a bucket, category D, right? There's a bucket, and it says... Um, these certain activities um, would be furloughed or positions in these functions would be furloughed. Um, and it says um, positions may have to be recalled if furlough continues for more than one week. And an example of those activities would be issuing refunds. So as of now, the folks that issue our refunds, they are furlough furloughed. Now, I know that the president, this current administration, did say that they were going to uh, make some changes to what's been done in the past or other shut, shutdowns to ensure that folks receive their, uh, their refunds on time during this tax season. Um, I, I'm on the fence about it only because I do want, I don't want this administration to be able to pick and choose or to change who's a, to change who is you know accepted when it fits them, and what I mean by that is, if the functions and and in this case we're talking about the function of issuing refunds, if that was deemed to be you know an activity or a job function that was accepted, then they would have been deemed accepted a long time ago, and they wouldn't be furloughed. Now let's keep in mind they're still not going to get paid either way, right? Even if you if you're accepted. So if they do call in the individuals that, you know, process refunds, they will call them in and they still wouldn't get paid. But there, I, I, I'm sure that they will, there will be, if they are called in, I think we may see some kind of legal fight or maneuver because they weren't deemed, you know, they weren't deemed accepted to begin with. And it looks as if now they're being called in to, you know, to mitigate the backlash from this the government shutdown and to begin with. And the reason why I was on the fence with that is the more people or the more things that they can, well, let's change this now so that we're, you know, we don't feel the full backlash of shutting down the government, the longer the, sh the government shutdown can go on. So, yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye out. And I'll try to update my, you know, the Facebook and Instagram with, you know, updates as I see them. Um, and up next, I wanted to talk about the USDA, but in particularly SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition 
uh, program, other no, otherwise known as food stamps. So there has been uh, a question of whether or not, um, you know, the government would be able to pay out SNAP benefits. So um, keep in mind, just to put, provide context, SNAP is administered through USDA, which of course has not, that appropriations bill has not passed. Um, and so with SNAP, it takes about $4.8 billion to fund one month of SNAP. And because, you know, the bill wasn't passed, the agency was actually using some funding that they had in reserve to continue to pay SNAP benefits, SNAP, SNAP um, beneficiaries and other, you know, because um, SNAP isn't the only uh, program under USDA. They had some program program for low-income farm workers, low-income farmers. They had the WIC program. So there are many programs uh, that USDA uh, manages. But for this discussion, I'm just focusing on SNAP. So with SNAP, they it looked as if they would not have been able to fund um, January actually benefits, but they were able to fund January's benefits. And I believe that they will be able to fund benefits through the end of February. But the problem with this is if we don't get a bill passed soon, they honestly can't guarantee that SNAP benefits will be paid out um, after February. Um, and I think that they're paying the February benefits um, earlier than and they're earlier than usual um, to, I think they're working around some language in the bill that will allow them to pay it, but they have to pay it earlier than usual. So that's one of the things that will be affected if this, you know, impacted if this shutdown continues. So I'll definitely keep you all updated on that. So yeah, I mean, is this is this is a lot. I've tried my best. I, I said this is gonna be a short episode, so I was like really, really trying to get through under under a certain time limit, and there's a lot to go over. But I'm really hoping that it provides some type of um, clarity on this. It's very, very confusing. Government funding and just funding streams and appropriations. It's a whole like class in law school. Uh, so it is very, very in depth, but I'm hoping that you all can understand why, um, it's so confusing. You know what I mean? Why TSA agents say, you know, are having to work, but not getting paid, but you may know other people and other agencies that are working and getting paid. So it was just, it's very confusing, but I'm hoping that this provided some type of clarity for you. Please hit me up. If it hasn't, remember I'm on Instagram and Facebook at One RTB Podcast, and the website is www.rtbpodcast.com. Until then, stay safe, stay safe, be blessed. If you are, you know, furloughed, if you're working and not getting paid, keep your head up. This too shall pass. Um, and until next time. Until